Welcome everyone to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found on Level Down Games that's posted every Wednesday morning on iTunes and Google Play. I'm Brian, joined as always by the lovable luchador, L. Francaro. Hey guys. So we are now at Volume 3 for Radio Hour. These are definitely my favorite episodes I think that we do on BG Mania. Obviously I like everything that we do. I like our themed episodes. I like our showcases. And soon we're even going to start doing spotlights for composers. But I just like the eclectic mix of Radio Hour. You know, we just pick from random so- random games, random songs, stuff that mean a lot to us. And it's just a lot of fun to do this episode. Absolutely. And I like the fact that we surprise each other with what we're going to come up with. Yeah, know, we, don't, we, don't, we don't share them beforehand. <laughs> you, you, you never know what I'm going to come up with. Uh, I yeah. never know what you're going to come up with. But it was come together pretty well. Um, I, I like that we kind of bounce our picks off of each other. You know, so we kind of we, we, we know the songs we're going to do. Of course. The order, not so much. Of course. <laughs> All right. Well, my that the track that brought us in was my first pick for this episode. It was The Power of Innocence from Divinity Original Sin, the first Divinity, the one that came out back in 2015. Obviously, the reason for that pick, Divinity Original Sin 2 recently released on PC via Steam. I did get a code for it from, from the studio, from Larian Studios. Um, I have not had a chance to jump into it yet. I'm hoping to get to do that soon. But I was such a big fan of the first Divinity. This was composed by Kirill Pokrovsky, who was a Russian-Belgian composer and musician. Unfortunately, he passed away on June 1st, 2015, um, while the game was still in development, while Divinity was still in development. Um, he is a pioneer in the speed metal genre as well. Uh, he played with popular bands Aria and Master from Russia. Okay. So, yeah, he was very, um, you know, just an amazing composer all around. And um, an official cause of death was never actually released for um, for Pokrovsky. But they, it was stated that during Divinity's um, development cycle, he was sick. So we still don't know exactly what caused him to unfortunately pass away. But he was the composer behind all the Divinity games. So, I mean, just obviously, except for the newest one now, since um, he'd passed away before they started development on it. But um, yeah, man, he left behind, you know, just a legacy of of games that he worked on. And and obviously in actual music, too, like bands and, you know, and and that kind of stuff. So um, just listening to, I think Divinity Original Sin has one of the not it's it's not like one of the best soundtracks ever, but it is very good, and if you haven't heard it yet, I definitely, you know, I, I definitely suggest you go check it out because it has some fantastic tracks on it. And Divinity itself is such a good game. I mean, obviously, I know you're excited to check out Original Sin 2, and it either comes to PlayStation 4 or when you get a better PC that can run it on Steam. I can't um, wait. <laughs> because obviously it's Dungeons & Dragons come to life. But that whole concept started with Divinity Original Sin. And while Original Sin 2, you know, expands upon the concept and, and does things so much better than the first one did, it's cool to see where the actual concept got its start as well. And like I said, Original Sin is such a fantastic freaking game. Absolutely. In fact, um, my, my pick is actually going to play a little bit off of this. Okay, uh, okay, okay. So we have rumors of a game coming out soon that you and I are super, super, super excited for. But I want to take you back to the original I want to take you to a little game called Catherine. Okay, yeah. Oh, man. This this track is called Lost.
All right, and that was lost by uh, from Catherine uh, by Shoji Maguro, who uh, near 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 and dear to my heart. <laughs> near and dear to your heart. Uh, <laughs> obviously, uh, he's the guy who did uh, the Persona series. Yes. Um, I know. You know, I the only game I ever played by the Persona team actually has been Catherine. Right. And I'm super excited uh, with all the rumors of Catherine too. But yeah, hopefully, it's, uh, hopefully, it actually becomes a thing. But Maguro asked, he actually did um, the Trauma Center games as well. Right. Uh, which I really, I really love those games. Uh, uh, he's actually part of the the Project Refantasy coming out soon as well. Yeah, I'm so excited to see what that actually ends up being. I'm so excited for that. But uh, just a little, a little El Francaro fact, if you will, about Shoji uh, Maguro. Of course. Uh, if you notice that uh, it's not a lot of his music, uh, there's English lyrics. Yes. And he does that because the Japanese people, he says, don't fully understand English, so the the, the words don't distract them as much as, as if it were Japanese. So okay. They can actually, so they can enjoy the music more. Very cool. So it's it's, it's a pretty cool little thing there. Uh, I, I thought it was a, a nice, neat little touch. Yeah, absolutely. No, his yeah, but- his work is famous. Obviously, like I said, Persona Three, Persona Four, Persona Five, amazing soundtracks. Um, Catherine Two has a just a killer soundtrack. Um, I actually didn't know he worked on the Trauma Center games, so that's actually pretty cool. Those were um, so fun. Those were fun. I remember playing those when they came out on the Wii. Um, the most recent one, Trauma Team, I didn't actually play, but I did play Under the Knife and Second Opinion. Yes. Um, and then obviously the Shin Megami Tensei games. I mean, he's been working on those since, uh, you know, 2000. I can't even remember when one of them came out. 2003, I think it was, for Nocturne. We we can honestly do a whole episode spotlight on him. Oh, absolutely, and, 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 and we probably will not. Yeah, I know. I do want to. I do want to spotlight some Persona games too. So I mean, there, there's definitely going to be. You're going to be hearing a lot of Shoji Megaro's work in the future, uh, and he's still really young too. If he's only in his 40s, so yeah, yeah, he's only in his 40s. So um, you know, you you definitely will be hearing more of his stuff going forward. Um, Please make these rumors true. Please get me Catherine too. Oh, absolutely, um, but. Okay, I guess for my next track then, um, what I'm going to go with, another game that was heavily rumored, but that was actually finally confirmed as of the last few weeks. So I want to take us back. It's kind of funny how we're doing this episode. I'm noticing a theme. I want to take us back to the original game. This is Shinshu Field from Okami.
And that was Shinshu Field from Okami, which was composed by Masami Ueda. Obviously, we have Okami HD coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC uh, soon, actually. What is it? December 12th? Something like that? Yeah, December 12th of this year. I am so excited to play for this game again. Absolutely, and uh, right now there's, it's being listed as twenty dollars. Yes, it is an for, absolute for, for the, for, steal for the for the physical copy of the game. I'm sure digital will be the same price, but yeah, do it! Oh my God, do it! Yes, support uh, support this remaster. Hopefully, we'll get an Okami two in the future if it does well, because this game obviously was so freaking good when it came out back in um, man. How long ago this was? This this is two thousand and six. Right. Say it was, it's been a while, but. You're, you're literally you're playing a work of art. This absolutely. Like, there's no other way to describe Okami, but it's it's just it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. And an HD remaster, a remake in general is a full remaster, correct? Yes, it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not a remake. It's just a remaster. Um, but no, obviously Shinshu Field. Um, it's a location from Okami. It's the actual first open area that you get to. It's one of the you know most iconic areas I think from the game because when the game really feels open and obviously when this track kicks in it just put a huge smile on my face <laughs> uh, yeah absolutely this, this is one of those games that like uh, I I told the story before I mean, may not have I had no idea what Okami was sure I simply I was, I was like what do you got this new uh, so this, the guy story goes we have this I go any good he goes eh, it's alright it, what did he undersell it yeah uh, it's, it's, it's better than alright <laughs> it's, it's definitely better than alright uh, and oh my god, I, I'm I'm a better person for having played this game. Like it's mm-hmm. absolutely. This is one of the, one of the, one of the one of the more enriching like games I've ever played in my whole you know gaming career. Like this is something that is yeah. It sticks with it's it's it really is. It's purely a beautiful work of art that you just yeah. It was stellar. And the, mu- and really the, was. And the music, the music through the entire thing. Absolutely. You you could have picked any track to be quite honest. Yeah, and I am curious. I don't think they've announced it yet, but I wonder if they'll actually do like a re-recording of the soundtrack for the remaster that because i know square enix did that with some of the final fantasies i know they did it with final fantasy 12 when they remastered that one so it'd be cool to hear them actually like do a re-recording of the soundtrack for the game i think that'd be really that'd cool be, that'd be a nice touch yeah but no i i mean obviously december is a light month for me obviously xenoblade chronicles 2 is hitting at the beginning on december 1st but after that my, my schedule's open so i'll definitely be playing okami when it comes out you and me both yeah all right all right, so I'm going to close out this little series, if you will, of, uh, <laughs> go, go, going back to the Didn't past. actually uh, mean to do it. Yeah, this, this was something that just, just managed to happen. Yeah. Um, I had watched the Tokyo Game Show Reactions video that you had put up on Level Down Games, mm-hmm. uh, and we got to see that uh, we saw the trailer again for the new Red Dead Redemption. We did. So I want to take us back to the original Red Dead Redemption for okay. a song that many people did not hear, and I'll explain why later on. This is Far Away. Just to lower side 
was uh, so far away from uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, the song is performed by Jose Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. 
the soundtrack alone won the best video game, uh, the best video game soundtrack awards at Spike TV Awards, um, and I believe from GameSpot as well. Uh, this song itself won best song of the year, but this is a song, as I mentioned before, that a lot of people didn't hear. Sure. Yeah, you did mention that. And I said, I'll give you the reason why. What happened was, uh, this is a song you actually hear after you get off the raft and you first make it into Mexico. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're on your horse. Well, what happens is uh, if you're an overzealous player and you want to start looting right away, you hop off your horse, the song ends, and you never hear it again in the game. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I was looking online to see if uh, oh, this is experience. Because I, I had the experience, and then I actually went back again and I never redid it. I was like, I couldn't have been the only one. There are lots of us out there who did that. So you didn't hear uh, the full song? I, originally. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I went back. I've, I've, this is a game I've actually played a few times. Uh, so I can't wait for the next one to come out. Yeah, I'm so uh, excited. But yeah, it just... It, the song, first of all, like... It, it very much invokes, like... Um, a Fistful of Dollars. Uh, movies like that. The, the old Clint Eastwood cowboy kind of feel which is obviously how this game is that's what Red Dead Redemption is but it, it, it captured it so perfectly and when you actually come I don't, I don't know about you but when I, when I heard the song the sunset was over like the desert it was nice and open and just it's it was it was a beautiful moment no it's like, gorgeous it was, absolutely gorgeous I mean you, you definitely actually feel John's like emotions 100% through this and I was like I couldn't think of a better song uh, to just kind of encapsulate what Red Dead is all about like this is this is, you know, he's far away from home. This is, you know, if you listen to the lyrics, it actually is telling the story. Right. He's in a foreign country. He's doing, you know, what he has to do. Yeah. In terms of Rockstar releases, like Rockstar games, Red Dead Redemption is my favorite one. Um, you know, I like it more than Bully. I like it more than Grand Theft Auto. I mean, there's just something about Red Dead Redemption that I really, really enjoyed. And... I for the longest obviously we knew we would get a second Red Dead it was inevitable but I got worried there for a while because it took so long to announce it yeah they really did this game came out in 2010 if I'm not mistaken and you know they didn't announce it until 2016 so six six years Um, obviously they were doing a lot with Grand Theft Auto especially with um, the GTA online service um but no, I, I'm so excited for, for Red Dead Redemption 2 when it comes out. Obviously, it, its release date is currently penned for spring 2018. Now, however, we did find out recently that Rockstar is going to be releasing the next trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2 on September 28th. So tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, tomorrow. Tomo- <laughs> t- t- yeah, t- so tomorrow. As you're, as you're hearing this episode... The trailer will be releasing tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific. Uh, Al Francaro and I are going to watch this trailer together, do a reactions video, and get it up immediately so you guys can see our reactions to the new Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. Um, there's a good chance that this is going to be the release date trailer. There's a very I good sure, chance. sure, sure hope so. Yeah, and, I, and I've, I've been saying it for a while now. I do think this game comes out either late April or early May of 2018. That just sounds... Rockstar tends to favor May as a month for releases. Yeah. So there's a good chance hope, it's May. I, I hope they put pre-orders up right away, too, just so I know for sure that they can lock in on something like this. And... Right. Well, this game will be something you actually don't have to get. A, I mean, there's going to be so many of these games available. Look at GTA 5. It's still, it's still, still tops the chart every month. I still, I still <laughs> want to get my bonuses. 
All right. Well, what do I have got coming up next? Let's see. Next up, a game that came out last year that I was extremely a fan of, and I actually thought in all you know seriousness that this was the best shooter of fall 2016. I'm talking about Titanfall 2. This is Trust Me.
And that was Trust Me from Titanfall 2. This was actually composed by Stephen Barton. Um, he is a famous British film and video game composer. He has worked on... He did the Obviously, he did the soundtrack for Titanfall 2. In terms of other video games, he, he did the soundtrack for Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare um, and the original Titanfall. But I think most of his success has come from the film industry. He did work on Cirque du Soleil, Jennifer's Body. Um, what else has he done? Last Weekend, Line of Fire, Kingdom of Heaven. Good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. Um, he's done some work on the Narnia series and the Shrek franchise. Not the entire soundtracks, but just, you know, contributed to them. And... Um, what else did he do? I think that might be it. But uh, he's actually only 35 years old, so he's he's still got plenty of time to do more stuff. Um, but yeah, he's he's worked a lot with James Cameron too. So pretty um, pretty impressive lineup of stuff there in terms of both film and video games. Uh, this track in particular, it hits hard. Um, it takes place at the end of the campaign for Titanfall 2, so I'm not really going to jump into what's going on in the story because it is super spoilerish if someone hasn't played this game yet but it's a it's a sad moment um, and while the soundtrack while the song doesn't really you know it's not a super emotional but you can obviously tell that it's very epic it's definitely you know I, I mean I can't even think of the right word to say it but it's 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 very theatrical and um, there's just you know this sweeping orchestra going on it's a beautiful track I absolutely love this track it's my favorite one from the soundtrack from Titanfall 2 no, it was definitely it was definitely pretty. Definitely had the big cinematic feel to it, which you know you expect from somebody who does TV and movies. Right, absolutely. Um, but no, like I said, I, I definitely think that Titanfall Two was probably out of all the shooters that came out last year with um, you know Call of Duty and the new Battlefield One. I had the most fun with Titanfall Two, which was crazy because Titanfall One didn't even have a campaign, and then for Titanfall Two to come out and have this fan freaking tastic campaign that I just was thoroughly invested in. I loved it. I loved everything about Titanfall 2. Uh, obviously, I even tried jumping into the multiplayer because I had so much fun with the game. Didn't do very well. I got destroyed like usual. <laughs> but, I mean, the campaign itself is is totally worth it if you haven't played this game. You could probably find it pretty cheap now. Uh, it's been out for, you know, almost a year. So, it, it's very easy probably to find this game, at least on sale or cheap if you haven't played it yet. You owe it to yourself to check this out. If you, if you like shooters, it's a good game definitely recommend it and the soundtrack is phenomenal absolutely um i'm gonna go something a little more lighthearted here that you mean you're going traditional al francaro well yes you know i can't i can't be all just serious i gotta, I gotta hit you with the uh, al francaro track now and then <laughs> from a series that everybody knows by now is one of my favorites this is going to be the gourmet race from the kirby series Thank you. 
from the Kirby series um, pretty much every song in the Kirby series has been composed by one man and that is Jun Ishikawa mm-hmm. uh, he's he's done every single Kirby game uh, to date um, he's, he's, he's been part of the the Smash Brothers team as well just uh, so um, other games he's done not really many uh, the, the Picross series uh, and the, the Box Boy series okay um, but that's really about it. Everything else has been Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. Um, that's still a pretty impressive series to have your name attached to. There's a ton of Kirby games, and he's done them all. Uh, he he really is one of the greatest. Uh, this song in and general. You've played, the, you've played them all. I have played them all. I've even played. I've actually imported uh, one of the Japanese ones. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> um, I, I know it eventually came to the states. I just can't remember which one it was. Um, but yeah. I, the reason I really picked the song was it's very popular against uh, as a meme on the internet. There's uh, lots of remixes of this song. Mm-hmm. There's even a, there's, a, there's a famous one of uh, Snoop Dogg singing <laughs> along to this, which you can find on the YouTubes. Of course, of course, um, of course, of course. But of course, being an Alfred and Carol pick, I had to pick something ni- nice, light, and bouncy just to kind of keep this episode moving, keep it breezy. Yeah, keep it breezy, keep it breezy. I know normally I go for the more you know s- slower emotional tracks for Radio Hour, and you tend to bring us the happy, upbeat melodies um you definitely picked some slower stuff this week and i i am i am am excited that you did i really have uh i do have another another little sleeper hitting here for alpha and carol pick but (laughs) uh, my my, my other picks are actually pretty emotional um very 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 unlike you very unlike me but for some very very good games and some tracks you're really gonna enjoy very unlike you okay i kind of lied to you earlier and i didn't mean to why did you lie to me because I said, I said that that was the end of the series. I totally lied. I didn't realize <gasps> it. <laughs> well, so fair, Brian. I could have kept it's, it going. There, there, there's a new Kirby game coming out. This was from the first one, so there you go. There is, there is. I could have, I could have kept it going because obviously, during the Nintendo Direct two weeks ago, one of the biggest things that they showed and that you and I were super excited about, especially me, was Xenoblade Chronicles Two. And we found out the release date for that game is December 1st of this year. And that made me extremely happy. And the game looks phenomenal. The game looks absolutely gorgeous. Fantastic game. I can't wait. I'm going to spend so much time with it. But a game that I also spent a ton of time with was the original Xenoblade Chronicles. I put 96 hours into that game before I finished the story. <laughs> wow. So I picked a track from the first Xenoblade Chronicles in celebration of the release date of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 being announced. So I could have kept going. I just forgot. I'm sorry. 
but this track is called Engage the Enemy. that was Engage the Enemy from Xenoblade Chronicles. Now, I cannot actually confirm who composed what on the official Xenoblade 
um, Chronicles soundtrack. Um, so I will be taking credit, Alfred and Caro. <laughs> yeah, so this is the original Xenoblade, on the one that was on the Wii. Obviously, the one that was the Wii U was um, Xenoblade Chronicles X. So this, obviously, the one that we're getting is a continuation of the one that was on the Wii. That's why it's called Xenoblade Chronicles 2. This soundtrack was composed by a fantastic group of people. So you have a man that we have talked about before, Yasunori Mitsuda. He only did one song on the soundtrack, though. Um, You have Manami Kiyoto. You have the amazing Yoko Shimomura. And then you have Ace Team, which is called Ace Plus, uh, consisting of Tomoro Kudo, Chiko, and Kenji Hiramatsu. Um, in terms of who did what, it doesn't say on the breakdown on the actual soundtrack, like on the listing of the tracks. We do know that Ace Plus did 29 songs. Manami Kyoto did 50 songs. Good chance it's one of those two then, that you know, for the song. Um, but I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, hang on. It's not Man- uh, Manami Kyoto. Because if you actually click on her, her bio, it actually says what she worked on for Xenoblade Chronicles. And the track is not listed under what she did. So then let me see if it does that for all of them. It does. Okay, it actually does. Uh, so it's not Yoko Shimomura. So then it's definitely Ace Plus. Because it's not uh, Yasunori Mitsuda. Uh, yeah, it was Ace Plus. They did Engage the Enemy. Uh, they did the Monado Awakens. And then a bunch of other awesome songs on the um, the soundtrack. And they did a lot of... They did some songs in collaboration with Yoko Shimomura as well. Um, like I said, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is a game that I am extremely excited to play when it comes out on the Nintendo Switch later this year. I can't wait. I actually... I actually don't want this game to come out because I'm going to lose my friend for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> You'll still see me. We still have to record twice a week. That's just the only time you're ever going to see me, though. That is true. <laughs> but no, this game, obviously, I've been waiting for it for so long. I love that it is a worldwide release, that Nintendo decided to localize it at the same time that they were producing it over over in Japan so that we don't have to wait because we did have to wait for the original Xenoblade. There was a time when we weren't, we weren't even going to get Xenoblade. If you remember back in, you know, 2009 or 2010, whenever it was, Operation Rainfall. Yes. This is the title that that started Operation Rainfall. Okay. So Xenoblade was the original one, and it originally came out in Europe, and a lot of people modified their Wii to import the game from Europe to be able to play this game because there was a time that we didn't think we were actually going to get it in North America. I'm glad I waited. I picked up the North American version. But there was a time when I thought about importing it and modifying my <laughs> Wii. I wanted to play the game, and I'm glad I did. Hey, I've done it before myself. Uh, I don't blame you. Yeah, but no. Uh, super excited for the, for the sequel, and I can't wait to hear the soundtrack. Obviously, what we heard in the trailer just blew me away enough as it was, but I can't wait to hear what we what they actually have in store for the actual game. No, I'm sure it's going to be great. Uh, but since we engaged the enemy, how about we battle? Okay. okay. So my song uh, is going to come from the Pokemon series. Okay. Uh, this is the Battle versus Garatina.
And that was the uh, Battle versus Gratin. Um, that's composed by Monoko Adachi. Um, she's pretty much been on the Pokemon team since Pokemon Black and White. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's fair to I think it's I, I want to mention that I that I pulled that from the Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire games. That's the track from those games. Yeah, it's 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 probably the best version of this. Okay, to be quite honest. Um, she, she, the other game that she has to her credit, uh, she has two, three games to her, other, to her credit. She has the, the, the Oracle games, Zelda, uh, for Legend of Zelda. Okay, very cool. Um, she has a game called Riviera: The Promised Land, which I've never heard of. I own that. Do you? Yeah, that's an RPG. That's why I haven't heard of it. <laughs> uh, the the Idra series. Idra. Oh, she, and she and she has done um, Harmo Knight. I haven't played that. Um, but yeah, this is just a, a nice kind of spooky song. Figured, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're approaching. Uh, we're approaching October our Halloween-themed month, obviously. Yeah, and uh, well, what better Pokemon than Garotna, to be quite honest? I sure, mean, sure, sure, sure. Garotna pretty much is, for all intents and purposes, uh, the Satan of the uh, Pokemon world. Okay. He was ba- he's actually, you know, he he was banished to the dark to the dark world. Uh, where it's like you know distorted and weird, and like, he's he, he was he was actually sent there for being violent. So was he sealed in the Triforce? <laughs> she should be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he's you know whereas Arceus is the god and the creator, mm-hmm. Gratina is the destroyer. So okay, uh, I figured you know definitely if you listen to the song, you know, a lot of like weird noises. Of course, yeah, very, yeah. very evil. You could you could definitely tell that this is a bad Ian. A pretty decent Pokemon at that. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Yeah, um, I like that you kind of played off of October coming up soon because um, I don't even know if we've mentioned it, but every BG Mania in October, I think we did mention it, every BG Mania in October besides Radio Hour, and Radio Hour we might even do some spooky tracks as well, but we have Halloween-themed episodes planned for every BG Mania each week for October, including a bonus episode that'll actually upload on Halloween day itself, Tuesday, October 31st. We're actually going to just, it's not going to be a long episode. We're each going to pick like three or four tracks and we're going to try to pick tracks from games that are inherently Halloween. So things that either involve the holiday itself, you know, like actually going out trick or treating at some point in the game or games that have, um, a, you know, inspired by Halloween. Like obviously there's the nightmare before Christmas game. There's costume quest, things like that. We're going to pick tracks from games like that. So we have a lot of fun things planned for October, especially with BG Mania. Yes, we do. Um, Okay, well, I have two tracks left for today. And I think to me, the most iconic song I picked is coming up next. Um, And again, this is just in my opinion and and to me, because it's a game that is probably at the top of my list in terms of favorite games of all time. I'm talking about World of Warcraft. And I did mention before, last time I played it, I played the uh, Midsummer Fire Festival song from um, from Warcraft, the Alliance version. I did say that I would be playing a lot of tracks in the future for Warcraft. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I had to pick another one already. I don't um, blame you. <laughs> and like I said, we could actually end up doing spotlight episodes on Warcraft itself in the future, just because there's so much songs, like so many tracks to pick. Each expansion has their own soundtrack, and then there's certain tracks that aren't even on the official soundtracks that just are heard in the game at certain spots. But a very iconic song. I think everyone that has played Warcraft knows this song. And there's a good chance that if you haven't played Warcraft, you also know this song. This is the theme for Stormwind City. Stormwind City. 
And that was Stormwind City from World of Warcraft, the original Warcraft, the vanilla version. Um, it's still obviously heard in the game whenever you go to Stormwind now. Like I said, that's probably a track that everyone that has played Warcraft knows. And even those that have never played Warcraft, you probably know that song too. Um, L. Francaro knows the song from the Make Love Not Warcraft episode of South Park, which that's that song was predominantly featured in. Yes. Um, obviously, you guys know my history with World of Warcraft. I am such a big fan of it. I've been playing it since 2005. Um, almost consistently there have been breaks i've taken here and there the longest i've ever gone away from the game was you know like right around a year i think is the longest break i've ever taken from it and that was only once um i've kept my i've i've been a subscriber consistently every single year for since at least 2009 now the break i took was between 2007 and 2008 um but yeah, no, I, I've been playing all the time. I don't play nearly as often as, as you know, as much as I used to. I, I'm strictly down to just one night a week right now. And even right now, I'm taking a break in general. Like, I'm taking a few weeks off because of we're setting up the new studio. We're taking, you know, we're in the process of relocating our living arrangements and that kind of stuff. Um, I just don't have the time to be jumping on in the evenings and playing, even if one night a week, because, you know, that that's a night that we could be moving stuff over or, or working on the, you know, the, the new studio. So... As of right now, I guess you could say I am taking a little bit of a break, but it's only like a month while we get this situated. Once we get situated, I'm going to start playing again because the new content's out. I want to check out. I haven't even been to Argus yet. Um, so, I mean, I want to get. I want to check that out. Um, and then, obviously, the new raid is going to be opening up either late October or early November. So, I want to get caught up before that happens. Um, so, I definitely will be jumping back in. Probably by the middle of October, I think we should be done enough for me to get back into it. But, um, yeah, Stormwind City... That is probably my favorite actual city in the game in terms of a location to visit. And that track just makes me so happy. Like, every time I hear that, I just get a big smile on my face. Um, I will just go there in the game when I'm not doing anything or if I'm just, like, kind of waiting around for something just to hear the song play again. It's just, like I said, it's just so good. It's just a place that brings back so many good memories for me. I love it. Absolutely love it. You and your Warcraft. (laughs) It, seriously, it, it will go down as probably my favorite game of all time. And I will be devastated if and when Blizzard ever decides to stop making expansions for Warcraft. I don't see that happening. I don't either because soon. it's such a cash cow. I mean, they they still produce expansions for the original EverQuest. And that's been going for 20 plus years. Um, you, you don't see them nearly as often anymore. But they still make new content for EverQuest, which is crazy. Hey, let's keep it going forever. Yeah, I'm so down. I mean, even if they have to stop making like Warcraft in terms of how it is now, I would hope that they would either do like a World of Warcraft sequel, like an MMO sequel, if they ever have to stop doing this one. Or like I said, they each with each new expansion, they keep the graphics updated enough to where it's not outdated. So if you go back to like old zones in the game, like original zones from like vanilla Warcraft or... Uh, ones that didn't get retouched during the Cataclysm expansion, or more specifically, if you go to the Outlands for the Burning Crusade expansion and look around those areas, they look like crap. So you can kind of see, like, as each expansion goes on, they're upping the fidelity of the game, they're upping the graphics, they're upping the requirements for PCs. Like, a PC that could run Warcraft in 2008 can no longer run Warcraft. So, I mean, like, they are constantly, like, you need a bare minimum of, like, a GTX 900 series now to even get good frame rate. Um, so 
they are constantly, like I said, they're constantly upping the, the graphics and the requirements from PCs just to keep it relevant and keep it modern. So if they continue to do that, it'll never be cutting edge. It'll never look like Final Fantasy XIV. It'll never look like Black Desert or any new MMO that comes along. But it'll always still look good and passable. And that's all I care about. I'm calling it right now, guys. 2019 Warcraft VR. <laughs> it's a possibility. It definitely is. Um, I didn't mean to do this, but I am. Uh, I picked another spooky track, if you will. Okay. Um, what are you doing? Pick- you're, you're you're jumping too far ahead. This is not October I'm, yet. I'm so excited for October. Um, I picked this because the composer has some credits that I really, really wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, and it's a great song in general. This is actually the main theme called Ocean on His Old Shoulders from Bioshock. That was Ocean on His Shoulders from Bioshock. Uh, this is actually composed by Gary Scheiman. Uh Interesting credits, like I said, to his name. He started off uh, doing orchestral um, scoring of TV shows. Mm-hmm. Most famous for Magnum P.I., Greatest American Hero, and The A-Team. Okay. Now, what had happened was... Um, like these, these orchestrated kind of sounds in TVs took a nosedive. So he ended up going into the world of movies and video games. The movies he did, nothing really to write home about. The most famous uh, movie on there is uh, Horse Player. And you've never heard of that movie. I sure haven't. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but for video games, um, it's cre- other than the Bioshock series, he's done Destroy All Humans. Okay, I played that. Um, he did uh, Resistance. Yeah, that love Resist- Resistance needs to come back. That was such a good shooter for PlayStation. Are you, are you ready for this? Dante's Inferno. I never heard of it. Apparently, and <laughs> the Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor series. Oh, very cool, very cool, very cool. I want. Is he doing Shadow of War? Yes, he is. Okay, very cool. So yeah, um, 
But yeah, he's, he's, he's very influenced. He's very big into the uh, the, the orchestrated uh, sounds. Yeah. Um, it's his favorite things he's ever worked on, he says, has been Bioshock and Dante's Inferno. Cool. Um, more, more so than his, his classic epic uh, theme to the, the A-Team, which I love. Yeah. If you want to hear me struggle to figure out what Dante's Inferno is, check <laughs> out the bonus stage episode that uploads uh, today. Because... Um, I, I had a hard time remembering Dante's Inferno even existed. And he pulls it off, which is crazy. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't if you haven't checked out the episode yet, go look at bonus stage. It's it's it was a good one. Um But no, Bioshock I love Bioshock as a franchise. I played the heck out of Bioshock one. Bioshock two, probably my favorite in the franchise. And then well, I don't know if I would say that. Because I really like Bioshock Infinite too, which is a very controversial thing to say. Um a lot of people didn't like Infinite. I freaking loved Infinite. And it's funny, I almost chose a track from Bioshock Infinite for today's episode. Almost. <laughs> I edged it out with Titanfall 2, so I, I like that you actually did choose a Bioshock song. There's a good chance for next radio hour, I will pick that song that song from Bioshock Infinite. Um, I'll pick it first. How dare you? I doubt it. Uh- <laughs> um, but no, I, I freaking, like I said, I freaking love Bioshock. I hope, obviously we got the um, the collection on PlayStation 4, I really, really hope that we get a new Bioshock game sometime in the future. I hope that the series is not dead yet. I hope it's not dead. I I love Bioshock. The whole premise of the game had me sold from day one. Yeah. Uh, You know, take drugs, make yourself better. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. The reason I like Infinite so much is because just like of the themes that it dealt with and like, you know, the cult thing going on and the whole dynamic that you have with Elizabeth and then just the, the mind blowing revelation at the end of the game. Obviously I'm not going to say what it is. Please don't. Have you, have you played it? I have played it, but I don't want to run this for the fans. Yeah. No, I was just making sure you played it. Um, yeah, that, that revelation, man was so good. Very good. Um, okay. Well, I have one track left for today's episode and I chose something from the recent release, Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. When I heard this song in the game, I immediately got goosebumps. And this this song is, like I said, this is probably a song that is very synonymous now with Metal Gear Solid V. You'll know when you hear it. This is Sins of the Father.
And that was Sins of the Father from Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. It was composed by Akihiro Honda. The lyrics were written by Ludwig Forsell, and the vocals were actually done by Donna Burke. Um, Akihiro Honda was obviously a famous composer for Konami. Uh, mostly worked with uh, Kojima and Kojima Productions. He actually left Konami in April 2014 before Kojima even, you know, was that whole stuff that went down with Kojima. Um, but Akihiro Honda, he is obviously famous for the Metal Gear series. He worked on a lot of the, the games, uh, starting with uh, Metal Gear Acid. And then he did everything since then. That was in 2005. But he did the Zone of the Enders games, which we just saw one of the games is getting a remaster um, coming next year. But so he did those games. Um, he did the Beat Mania games. Okay. Um, trying to see anything else that uh, we might know. No, it looks like that's it. So Beat Mania, Metal Gear, and Zone of the Enders. Uh, he now works for Psy Games, and they they do a lot of browser-based games. So he's he's definitely left the world of AAA games. Uh, Ludwig Forsell is a Swedish composer and songwriter. Um, he really all all is he he is known for is just his work with Metal Gear Solid V, uh, both The Phantom Pain and Ground Zeroes. He basically wrote the lyrics for anything in those games that had lyrics to them. And then Donna Burke, obviously, she did the, the vocals for Sins of the Father there for Phantom Pain, but she also did the vocals for Heaven's Divide in Peace Walker back in 2010. Um, and her voice is fan-freaking-tastic. It is so good. <laughs> I said, that song, when I hear it, instantly gives me goosebumps. And it just it it happens at the same point every single time in the song, about 15, 20 seconds in when the the, the lyrics kick in and she starts you know doing the woes, instantly goosebumps just every single time. Um, I love that song, and it's so sad to me like what happened with Kojima. Obviously, we don't dive into that whole aspect anymore. It's it's done. It's in the past. But just everything that happened between him and Konami, what actually happened to Metal Gear Solid V because of that fact, it, it really, really saddened me because Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain, could have been 
such more. Like, there could have been so much more to it. And it could have been a better game than it was. And it already still was actually a pretty good game. But it wasn't as good as it could have been. Obviously, a lot of the issues between Konami and Kojima held that game back. And there really almost seems like there should have been a third act to the game. Because a lot of things just were rushed and didn't make sense. And it's heartbreaking for the series to have to end like that. Obviously, we're getting Metal Gear Survive or whatever it's called, that online zombie-based Metal Gear. That's not Metal Gear. I'm sorry. Nope, nope. That is not Metal Gear. And I don't even know that I want to play that. I probably won't even play that game. Um, I really don't know that we're ever going to see another story-based, narrative-driven Metal Gear again. Obviously, the series could totally continue without Kojima, but I don't think it would be nearly as good. I think Kojima is the reason that series was so good and, you know, like the reason that so many fans resonated with it and connected with it. Absolutely. He poured himself into those games. I mean, yeah. he's, and he's oh, everything he loved, all the pop culture references and everything. It's all. Yeah, it's all that, that. that's Kojima. Yeah. That, that, that. And that's what we're going to get with Death Stranding. And that's why I'm so excited for Death Stranding. Like, <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> like Death Stranding really is, to, in my opinion, Death Stranding really is the next Metal Gear. Death Stranding is the next Silent Hill. Because that's what we were supposed to get from Kojima. You know, after Metal Gear Phantom Pain, we were supposed to get Silent Hills. So in, in, in my twisted way of looking at it, Death Stranding is Metal Gear and Silent Hill all put into one. You know, Norman Reedus, Guillermo del Toro, uh, what, uh, Max or Mills Malakin. What is his name? Um, Mads Mikkelsen. There you go. Yeah. Um, obviously a star-studded cast. So I am just so excited to see what Kojima does next. Obviously, everything we've seen on Death Stranding, it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. So I, I'm so excited. But I just hope and pray that the soundtrack is as good as what Kojima has done for his previous games. I hope he gets the same people or at least a lot of the same people to do the soundtrack. And I think that he will because he tends to work with the same people. Obviously, his team at Konami all left when he did. Kojima Productions left Konami at the same time. They went off and formed, you know, Kojima Productions. They formed their own studio called Kojima Productions. And it's now, you know, getting some funding from Sony for Death Stranding. Um, I'm just happy to see he's still going, happy to see what he does next. Can't wait to see what he does next. But part of me just is really excited to see what the soundtrack sounds like for Death Stranding. Oh, hell yeah. And if it's anything like that track. Metal Gear generally has great soundtracks all on its own, but... Obviously, I played another track on a, on a recent episode of uh, BG Mania on um, a radio hour, I think it even was, the um, Father and Son from Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriot. So, obviously, I'm a big fan of Metal Gear. I, I, I'm, I've picked two tracks now just like I did for Warcraft. So, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited. But I want to say, I think I have to say that Sins of the Father might be my favorite Metal Gear track, to be honest. That is such a good song. It really is. I mean, it, that was a good pick. Um... I feel like I'm going to top it because that's what El Franco Hero does. Uh, and I picked a deeply, deeply emotional song here, which is, I know, very out of character. Yeah. Um, but this is from uh, you know, this game is from uh, that game company. Mm-hmm. The, so uh, Flower Journey, by... Flow, and the most recently announced Sky. Exactly. Um, this is composed by Austin Wintery. Yes, he uh, is so good. Uh, I mean, he is. He, he was actually. The song that we're going to be going to in a little bit is called "I Was Born for This." Okay, and this is a song where um, when I first listened to it, um, I was like, "If this makes no sense, that's mm. because it wasn't in English." Um, <laughs> it's actually it's it's in, it's in Latin, yeah, Old English, Greek, Japanese, and French. Okay, 
Um, and the reason the reason that it is that way is because um, th- there are actually lines from famous poems. So uh, you have the Aeneid, Beowulf, the Iliad, uh, Joan of Arc, the Japanese, the Masuo Basho. Mm-hmm. All the, the, those are all lines of the song, um, and it just helps further, you know, all these classic tales and cultures. That's what journey, you know, is. That's, right, right, right. Um, but th- this this track in general, um, it just it's it's absolutely perfect. I I, I wish I. What would I have here? It actually reached the top ten. The soundtrack and the song in general reached the top ten of iTunes. Okay. In over twenty countries. Wow, man, very cool. Um, and also, Wintry was actually nominated for a Grammy that year for the soundtrack. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Um, unfortunately, he lost out to Trent Reznor for the Girl the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was, it's definitely amazing to see the you know, video games getting this kind of reception. Hundred percent. Also, Wintry, he's, he's done some other awesome things. Yeah, he did uh, uh, Abzu. He did the Banner Saga series. I mean, he's he does a lot of good stuff that I'm a fan of. Absolutely. Uh, most recently, uh, Tooth and Tail. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you haven't, heard, I mean, I gotta I gotta pick something from Banner Saga next time. If you haven't heard anything from Banner Saga, it is so freaking good. And it's a game. It's an RPG, obviously, but it's more of like a strategy RPG. But it deals with Vikings, and I think you would freaking love it. I do love me some Vikings. <laughs> uh, little little El Frank Hero fact, if you will, for this one. After hearing the the soundtrack for Journey, mm-hmm. uh, the the creators over at Pocket Watch Games are like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, Infusion Interactive. I apologize. Um, they said, Hey, would you score our game? That game was Leisure Suit Larry Reloaded. <laughs> so Austin Wintry says, Okay, this has been the uh, one of the first times in my life I've done complete polar opposite projects. You heard one thing and you want me to do something completely different. Right. Um, but say, this, is, this is such a great song. Um, like I said, every line you hear is a classic poem. Uh, the, the, the voice, the, the high falsetto and the string work is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely going to take you out with that. But first, uh, if Brian wants to go ahead and uh, take us out. Yeah, we'll go ahead and close. So thank you all so much for joining us on this episode of BG Mania. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, BG Mania is posted to iTunes and Google Play every Wednesday morning. If you have any ideas or requests for future episodes, please reach out to us on Twitter at OriginalLDG or our main outlet, LevelDownGames.com. Please be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube to stay up to date on all things Level Down Games. And for future episodes of Max Level, which is our video game podcast, Game Oracles, our video game trailers show, The Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, our professional wrestling podcast, Bonus Stage, our mini game every Wednesday morning, and of course, our video reviews, unboxings, Let's Plays, Top 10 Series, Reaction Videos, and so much more. Remember to leave us a rating and review if you haven't done so already, and we can also be found on Facebook and Twitch.tv slash Level Down Games for all of our live streams. Once again, taking us out of this episode is El Caro's last pick. I was born for this from Journey. Thanks again for joining us this morning, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.